Mental Wellness Mondays is a podcast by Two Broke Twimbos that focuses on your mental wellness. We want to encourage you to take better care of your mental well-being. And we do this by partnering together with Wired to Love and Thrive. That's why we have the, the fan favorite Dr. Nyarai Paweni with us, as she always is every week. And uh, she is introducing, introducing us to some of her friends, colleagues, and people that she knows who also have uh, something to share with us in the world of mental well-being. This podcast is brought to you by Bon V Medical Aid Scheme. Uh, bon Medical Aid Scheme is a medical aid uh, that you can perhaps use uh, as a replacement of whatever you're on now. Or if you don't have any medical aid, do check it out. We have a landing page that you can go to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash V, And on there, you can find all the information you need about the different packages available, including, uh, if necessary, things like psychiatric treatment, inpatient, outpatient, uh, and other things that could help you not only with your mental well-being, but also your physical health. So do check out twobroketwimbles.com forward slash V or V medical aid on uh, Facebook and you can find out some more information. That's right. That's right. And today we are joined with uh, a lovely guest. We're joined by Bushle Bengosi Chinara. And uh, Bushle Bengosi is a freelance video videographer, writer, and podcaster working in Harare. Through her work, she intends to spotlight untold, unique, and underrepresented perspectives in the hopes of challenging and consequently broadening the mental and emotional horizons of those who come in contact with it. She's also a mental health advocate and runs a podcast aimed at cultivating health. Wait a minute. <laughs> Are a we podcast? advertising other podcasts on What's here? What's going on here? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, she, she runs a podcast <clears throat> aimed at cultivating a healthy, honest and intimate relationship with the self as she believes that she is the truest path to healing and contentment this is a very bigly worded uh, bio wow so many so many so many syllables it's, it's it's someone who went to school eh someone who went to school yes we only bring the best we only bring the best <laughs> so, so so uh dr nurai fun story um uh, i think we, we know we know Bushle. um the funny whenever when you when you mentioned that she was one of the upcoming guests i couldn't help but think of a trip to south africa and to my surprise, we were at, oh my goodness, what's, Phil, what's the name of that festival in December in Joburg? Afropunk. Afropunk. I was, oh. <laughs> one, of, one of my friends was missing and his wife was panicking. So I started looking for him in the crowd. Um, and, and who did I bump into but Bushle? <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing in Joburg? Wait, what's going on? It was very funny to me. But anyway, hey, Bushle. How are you guys doing? doing so well. how does this how does this relate to mental health, Dan? Please, please. Oh type. no, Phil, 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 Phil. You know, I think it's important for us to 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 lay context. You know what I mean? To be able to connectedness. Our, exactly. Our connectedness. Our, we want our guests to feel comfortable. We want our listeners to feel comfortable. We want to feel comfortable. So I love to look for ways that we can relate to our guests. And you know, so it's just a fun story that I can, you know, a little anecdote to lighten the mood, you know. <laughs> Phil is not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, the thing is, Dan's passport has been stamped five times. We know in the last three months. We oh. know. We know of all the times it has been stamped. It, it's just a constant cycle of him telling us the same stories over and over again. Guys, you won't believe it. Like they stamp it, and then you walk <laughs> through this place that sees your bones. Oh my god, wow. it's amazing! Wow. Oh, Dan, no one cares, Dan. No, no one cares. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Wuzle, are you ready? <laughs> I, I, 
as ready as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wilke, maybe why don't we start um, with uh, hearing, you know, your story, why, why you... Um, why you've taken an interest in mental health and mental wellness and what you've decided to do to help others with it. Okay. Um, trying to keep it extremely brief. I would say that I came to being very curious about mental health and mental wellness because I personally had a mental health breakdown. Um, and I didn't, I was kind of in a place where I had to do the research and had to seek help and had to gain an interest for me to dig myself out of that hole. So it came from, at least in my case, and I feel like in a lot of people's cases, um, a place of completely ignoring my mental health needs, completely ignoring um, my emotional state um, and kind of living in a place of like, oh, everything's fine or, you know, finding ways to, um, avoid being vulnerable with myself or being vulnerable with other people whenever I was experiencing emotions that were like less than savory because I think our culture much less so now and I think we have the pandemic to thank for that like people are getting more in tune with what's going on inside but for a long time our culture has been one of like you know stiff upper lip and like if you're going through anything just stuff it down and if you're not going through anything then that's great like highlight the highs so yeah I got to that place where basically about 21 years or so of baggage and stuff that I'd been stuffing into my mental and emotional closet like just came pouring out and I had to deal with it um so yeah I started going to therapy at 21 um you know had to deal with things like being on SSRIs which are antidepressants um and not being satisfied with that because it was just not really going well with my physiology and then because of that like deciding okay I have to read philosophy I have to read like spiritual books I have to read psychology books just getting into that to find a way to experience some type of like relief and I feel like that has helped a lot and in doing that um, I found that like there would be people who were maybe going through certain things that I had gone through prior and like I noticed that if I spoke about what I went through that ability when someone feels like they can relate because I feel like especially when you're having mental health crises sometimes you feel even more despondent because it's like I'm going through this thing and I don't know if anyone else has felt as bad as I felt or sometimes we feel isolated and we can tell ourselves that what we're going through is very unique so then when I started speaking about these experiences and people could relate to them then I was like oh okay this is cool like I think that there's ways that obviously not everyone's going to relate to what I've gone through but then for the people who can relate to it I found that it's been very helpful and that was also helpful to me when I started going on and researching finding people on YouTube speaking about things finding people who've written books speaking about things that I'm like oh my gosh that's what that is like being able to put words to something or at least just being able to relate to something so yeah and since then um, I do have a podcast that currently only has six episodes, but you can go watch it. It speaks about things to do with the self. Um, sorry to, that's what I'm saying. It's not a competing podcast at all, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I found that one of the things for me where I realized this actually helps people a lot is really understanding who you are, like 
dealing with the self. And I feel like a lot of times people are not intimately connected with who they are. So my podcast has to do with like understanding oneself. So looking at it from a psychological angle, like, okay, what's the ego? What's the persona? What's this? What's that? Looking at it from spiritual angles, taking from different types of religions and spiritual traditions, um, looking at it from philosophical points of view, because I feel like the more people get to understand who they are at like the most intimate level, the closer they are to healing themselves and to just experiencing contentment because you kind of just know what's going on inside you. So yeah, hopefully that wasn't too long-winded. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, I was succinct to the point. I mean, like concise. uh, Um, I, I, I've often heard the phrase know thyself or, you know, you have to learn about yourself and so on. It's something that comes up a lot, but it also feels very abstract when it's said. How do we, how, do, how, do, how is that translated in actual steps? What are the actual steps one takes to know yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're right. It is abstract, making that a very loaded question. No. <laughs> <laughs> For me personally, I think it first began with being honest with myself about like how I felt about things. Like I said, like I experienced a mental breakdown and it was like it had come from all of this time ignoring certain emotions or like, let's say something would happen in my life. And it's like, I don't want to deal with the emotional fallout of that. So I'm going to pretend that everything's okay. And that is the way of kind of lying to yourself and distancing yourself from yourself. So I feel like a way that a lot of, especially us in our culture, at least in Zimbabwe, I don't know. I feel like there's even like just this vibe of don't ruffle any feathers. Don't like do anything or say any, like if I'm unhappy, then I shouldn't really express that because it might affect the next person. So our collectivist society doesn't like that. So you want to be good and not bother other people. And you also yeah, I, I just feel like the first step to knowing yourself is being honest about the parts of yourself that are less savory or less less of the highlight reel or less, you know, fun to think about. So I feel like that's definitely the first step. Be vulnerable with yourself. Acknowledge when you're experiencing hard emotions, hard things, and then that's how you'll get to know yourself. Because if you're, mm. yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Mm, okay. I, I was going to say, like, in in that journey, um, there are difficult questions um, and, and difficult moments, um, which is some, sometimes people don't want to hear that inner voice or, or deal with those, those those inner emotions or those repressed feelings. And it, it's, it's easier to just, you know, just, just open up a can, you know, maybe maybe get a few shots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when you were starting on this journey, did you have those moments and how did you overcome them? Um. Yeah, uh, I think that when I think that the whole like opening shots and self-medicating and stuff was actually prior to the mental breakdown. I was definitely an alcoholic at some point. I think a lot of Zimbabweans are and just will not admit that to themselves. Um, But then when I was now experiencing depression, there was kind of like a ceiling to how much self-medicating could help me Um, because when you are doing the rest of going about the rest of your life and you can't medicate, it was just very obvious to me that like, okay, no, this is something that needs to be dealt with. So instead of medicating in that type of way, I found therapy was much more useful 
um, because it actually kind of had a way out because when you're drinking or you're doing this or you're doing that, like things that are temporary fixes in the moment, they act as, you know, relief. but then as soon as those things were off, then you're still stuck in the exact same place where you were before. So I kind of had to figure out different ways to handle or to medicate um, things like therapy, whether it was maybe even opening up to a friend and speaking to them about something, you have to kind of find more productive ways to push things down. But yeah, I had moments where I was, you know, in the substances <laughs> to deal with how it was. Okay. Okay. Um, and obviously don't, don't feel that you just to, to share anything you're, you're not comfortable sharing, but as, as a youthy, um, I think this is very practical advice. So when you realized that you needed to speak to someone who was a professional and you needed help, what was that moment and how did you go about seeking help? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually pushed to that by somebody else. Um, I think it ties back to the thing about knowing yourself. Cause basically I was in uni. I like the mental break was basically overnight and I had to like drop out of all my classes. Cause I like couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't feed myself, clothe myself, bathe myself. And my mom had to kind of come and like rescue me <laughs> from that situation. And she was like, you need help. You need to go seek counseling, seek therapy, seek something. And I had no desire to do it because I just had no will to do anything. So she ended up being the person who did the research to find out who was in my area to kind of push me to go do that. And for the first few, because it was one situation where I went and then I didn't want to go anymore. And then I went again because I was in denial about, I guess, my self-concept. My self-concept was, I've always been someone has been able to handle my emotion so I don't need to go to therapy um that's not me and that kind of stunted the process because I didn't want to know I didn't want to know Bushle as the person who would need that type of thing but then she kept pushing she kept pushing and then eventually it kind of stuck and I did see I had to go to a couple different people actually so it was the third person who I also gelled with because sometimes when you start therapy you might not necessarily gel with the person that you're dealing with it doesn't mean that it's a knock against therapy it's just you and that person aren't the right fit um but yeah that was I was helped by somebody else because in that moment I couldn't help myself and I couldn't recognize that that was something that I needed because it just didn't fit into my own self-concept in my mind so yeah and how easy was it for you to take two therapy um because a lot of people just go start going there just to tick a box and then they're not really fully invested. What would you say your mental state was at the time with regards to making the most out of therapy? Yeah. Well, like I said, initially I wasn't really, I think the first person that I went to, it just didn't really go that well because she was very much like, Oh, um, so you're saying that you're sad. Are you sure? Like, she kept like asking me questions as if like, you know, oh, you know, people get sad sometimes. That doesn't mean that like, you're really not doing well. And I'm like, I wouldn't have come to you. Like I'm the last person to want to seek help for my mental state. So I wouldn't have come to you if it wasn't, if it was something where it's just like, I feel sad today. This is clearly like a constant. So she was just a bad fit. And then I ended up finding someone who was really, really good. So once once I was speaking to her, it actually was very, 
I just took to it very quickly and very easily because she was the right fit. And also I think that there is a deep longing in most people to be understood, or maybe it's just me and the people who have the same woundings that I have from like being a kid where sometimes when you're a kid, you didn't feel like you were understood. So like finding someone who I felt understood me, it was like, I ended up just having word vomit every time I went, like I was just letting everything out and it was really helpful as well. And I think I was also in that state because I was, like I said, at rock bottom. So feeling like I need, I need a fix and I can't fix myself. So I ended up just, you know, going along with it. Maybe for somebody who's doing better or feels like they're doing fine, it might be a bit harder for them to take to it because they're like, ah, you know, I'm okay with or without this. But then maybe for someone who is really like at their wit's end, it's easier. It's just circumstances, I guess. Okay. But I as eventually took to it. I would advocate for everyone to do it, whether you're in a space where you feel like you're okay or not because I think it's always good to be in that space of reflection because some people don't even have the time with work with family with everything else it's good to have that time that dedicated time where you can actually like reflect and take stock so yeah pardon me I'm going sorry go ahead Dr. Nero um she brought brought out an interesting thing about being understood do you find um, that young adults are in that space where, you know, generationally they feel as if they're not connected with their parents? Um, put add on to that if you live in the diaspora and you're supposed to mix cultures, you know, how do you manage or have you noticed people saying they don't feel understood? I definitely have <laughs> amongst people my age. I feel like it's one of those situations where, People my age, like millennials, their parents, I guess, like baby boomers, Gen Xs, I feel like our parents have, we're coming into a point where we have social media and all of these things that allow us to start reflecting on ourselves and are opening our eyes up to the ways that like maybe we need to um, dismantle certain dysfunctions that we have. And then it's hard for us to be able to convey that to our elders who are kind of not necessarily in that place because of their own traumas and like having to understand that like they are that way because of what they have been through personally. For example, like in my family now, I think partially because of us as the millennial children having to like push it onto them, our parents have finally started like realizing, okay, there's certain dysfunctions that existed in the way that we behave and all of this and we have to dismantle that. But then they might not have their other parents who are maybe like more stubborn and might not want to have to do that and when you have children who are with those parents who are like I want to talk about my feelings I want to talk about how you raised me I want to talk about these certain things maybe even I want to talk about how you feel how has how you were brought up or the environment you experienced in your formative years made you the person that you are if their parents are just like very stubborn and like no I'm not speaking about that or be like oh, you can't speak to me about how I raised you because like, you know, there's sometimes just a very shut off um, vibe that you can get from the parents and it leaves kids feeling isolated. I have a lot of friends who've experienced that. I've even experienced that um, even though my parents are now coming around for a very long time, they were not. And I felt very misunderstood, very kind of um, dismissed 
and all of those types of things. And I think that the way that I've found that I had to deal with it and the way that I suggest to people to deal with it is to kind of adopt, and it's much easier said than done, but having to adopt like uh, unattached um, emotional standpoint where maybe you have to, so basically I say unattached because I feel like it's important for people to express themselves so that they may be understood, but then you also have to be unattached enough that if you don't get the response that you need, that it doesn't devastate you. And that's where I feel like a lot of people struggle. And that's why they might not even want to communicate to their parents to be understood because they're like, there's no point in me communicating because they'll shut me down and it will actually make me feel worse than when I went into it. So I might as well not. But then we have to have that detachment where it's like, I'm doing this for my own good and from a place of vulnerability. And if I'm not met with the energy that I was hoping to receive, then I haven't lost anything. I'm just in the same place that I was before and kind of, yeah, just, but it's easier said than done because we love our parents. Or even if you feel like you don't love your parents, there's still an emotional bond with your parents and the way that they respond to you um, can be devastating, but we just have to learn to just become emotionally unattached and understand that their response is their response. They have their reasoning behind the way that they respond that way, but it is um, for your own sake, it's good for you to try. So, yeah, mm. but there is a, there is a rift, unfortunately. Mm. I think um, many of our listeners will very easily relate to your story. Perhaps uh, many of them, feel misunderstood. Perhaps many of them feel like they too need to try and discover themselves. So uh, pardon me for coming back to this, but it's also kind of why I'm, I'm keen on, on, on diluting our conversation into actual, um, you know, steps that you took, for example, in your journey or the same steps that you would uh, recommend to other people, since you advocate for people to work on their mental health, uh, probably the same steps that you share in your podcast, by the way, I was taking a look at the, at the, the at the titles of each of the episodes and I was like, you know what, Phil? This this might be a, a rival podcast. You know, um, give some of the titles. Let's, let's have a listen. Let me let me share with you some of these titles. <clears throat> Chatting about ego. Who do you think you are? Moral grandstanding and the polarity of opinion on social media. Dealing with and healing from childhood experiences. Doctor Pawain, what's going on here? <laughs> doctor Nyarai, are you, are you, are you, are you no, breaking no. up with us? No, are you breaking doc, with no, us, Doctor No, Nyarai? no, no, Doc. How, how are you doing this? How, how are you going to do this like this? How are you going to? How are you going to make the current meet the next? Come on now, <laughs> come on now, Dude, I love, I love all of you. You're mm, all in oh, my crew. Wow. We, we, we just got that. I love wow. you both. Huh? Wow. wow, I love you both. <laughs> I can't escape this life that I'm living. I'm in the mix. I'm in love with two podcasts. <laughs> So sorry, um, uh, um So obviously, I think it, it's clear to hear from from your experience that if anyone is in a similar space that you, like you were describing, or even feels like there's something they need to figure out, seeing a therapist is number one, probably the biggest and most life changing step that they can take. And I think that's something that we've been advocating. I'm not in therapy myself, but sometimes I feel like these sessions are therapy. And they, they're not there. At some point, I should. Um, I, I, you know, you, you sound like you sound like I don't go to the gym. But I watch people work out, and that's the same thing. Right? I mean, it gives you motivation, you know. Um, but but I would love to hear some of the other the, the other steps that you took, or the steps that you would encourage someone to take, especially if they feel, uh, you know, especially resonating with your words about discovering yourself. Um, what are some of the things that you did 
probably that you might have learned from your therapy sessions or things that you would have discovered on your own, certain steps or uh, actions or behaviors that you started doing um, in this journey of self-discovery? Mm. Um, yeah, so I spoke about therapy. Reading is a big thing as well. Um, there's so many books that I've just had to go through to kind of deal with where I'm at. Um, one book I always try to recommend um, in terms of people dealing with their emotional state as well is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And it's one of the that you can keep going back to because, um, you know, sometimes when you read something or like you understand something cerebrally, but then when you have like the insight that really kind of vibrates through your body it's a different thing so that's the power of now like every time you read it it's gonna hit differently every single time so i'd recommend that if you're ever feeling something and you want more insight onto it there's a book for it out there just use google you'll find something um another thing that um i was speaking with with um dr nyari last year we're speaking about like kind of taking stock of your life um and how that can be an act of self-love that will then help you um yeah just be vulnerable with yourself and really realize what's working in your life and what isn't and we kind of called it an audit and since we spoke about it last year i've kind of come to a place where i've reworked it and it's a journaling process where i sit with myself in a journal and i write down um two kind of scenarios and i list them out so that I'm really looking at it and understanding how I am acting as an agent in my life. So you write down one sentence and the first sentence is how am I contributing to um, peace in my life? And you write down all of the things that you're doing that are making your life like very peaceful and um, yeah, just generally ways that you're being loving to yourself, whether, okay, I'm going to therapy, I am practicing patience, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then you write all of that out. Then the second question is, what am I doing in my life that contributes chaos? And you have to write down all of those things as well. And when you write down those things, I feel like that is a way that you can be very vulnerable with yourself and really see who you are, what you're doing, what ways you're contributing to emotional and um, just mental unwellness in your life. Um, so that's something that I try to do like at least once a month. So um, yeah, even if it's at certain things, like I found that even things like diet and exercise are really important for my mental health. So I'm contributing chaos by eating poorly or refusing to go to the gym. And then there are just these small little things that when you write them out, you kind of can see who you are on paper. And it seems like a very simple exercise, but I feel like that also contributes um, more towards self-knowledge. But yeah, I won't lie. I've been on this journey now for like seven or eight years. So pointing to one thing or the other is like hard to do but i'd say it's mostly through therapy and having like an insatiable curiosity about yourself and i think that sometimes people like think that that's not the best thing to do because it's like oh is that narcissistic is that self-involved and it's like no like be curious about who you are like read books that are going to help you come into contact with who you are meditate sit in stillness with yourself sometimes just don't go on the internet for like a week so that you can be with yourself and hear what you're saying to yourself and I, those are I the wish. ways you know those are the ways to come into contact with who you are and 
it's only once you come into contact with who you are that you're able to sort out the things that aren't contributing to your wellness. So Definitely, yeah, yeah, I think we have distractions that don't want us to be well. Mm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You just have to kind of switch that off and be intentional about it because it's not you're not going to become well. Like you have to be extremely intentional every single day. So yeah, I hope terrible answer no, it's just that's, that that's good that's good it's very that's good. practical actually yeah the journey to, to knowledge of self never ends queen like that's an eternal eternal journey and we're glad you're on it mm. um you mentioned med- meditation um so what, what forms of meditation are you, are you doing transcendental are you doing mindfulness um are you doing kundalini breathing how long are your sits yeah we pray that one day we'll get to an hour but never that uh, <laughs> hour <laughs> I I, yeah that's my goal too why i'm at 45 minutes now i'm at just 45 that's a nap nah that's a nap fam no (laughs) (laughs) um i'm into mindfulness so i used to um listen to a lot of like deepak chopra he would do like these 30 day things and you can find them for free on youtube pirate that um and then those will usually be (laughs) Like, they've been pirated and put on YouTube. So we don't encourage piracy here. What? <laughs> In Zimbabwe, times are tough, guys. We know this. So if you can afford, pay for the actual brother stuff. But if you mm-hmm. cannot, you can literally just look it up on YouTube. Um, See, so there's like a lot of mindfulness, and like there'll be music in the background and stuff like that. And then there's some people who do like more transcendental stuff. Um, but yeah, I find that I just kind of find what works for me in terms of listening. So even there's this, um, app called headspace and it allows you to like go to the level that you can do. Like if you can do five minutes, if you can do 15 and it guides you through that. Um, so that kind of just helps you to stop and be like in tune with yourself. So I enjoy using those, but I really like group meditation as well. I don't know what it is about it, where it feels like. I don't know if it's maybe like the group intention that kind of sucks mm. you in. I don't know. Or like, I, I find the same thing. I love group meditation. Where do Good. these groups? Where do these groups congregate? <laughs> I, I think I it's by invitation, with... Philip. It's by invitation. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so do- so dog has the hookup, and she okay, okay. She gives certain podcasts, but oh, not really? others. Yeah, the favorites. Uh, we're just the ugly stepkids okay. over here. Okay, we'll work. We'll work our way up. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Cool. Alright, cool. That's fine. It's fine, Doc. It's fine. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, also, oh yeah, just 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 as a reminder, guys. Instead of pirating podcast um, meditation, we do have a, a calm premium subscription that's open to all our listeners. If you'd like um, calm, it's much like Headspace, just better um, and more expensive. <laughs> just hit us up we'll give you the logins to our calm and you can use that to access the, the myriad of, of meditation tools that they have the guided meditations free meditations um sleep sleep enhances um there's a there's a whole lot like they every time i open that app they've, they've added like a whole new section um did you see they've got a vanessa carlton um sleep song she did like a remix to a thousand miles but for sleeping wow i haven't i haven't gotten that password you haven't asked him. Like, have you have you asked Doc? You need to ask. I mean, technically, that's also kind of you know. Biased, you know but you, anyway, you know, it's fine. No, no. What I'll do is I'll put it on a piece of paper, and when I'm invited to these group meditation sits, <laughs> I'll bring it with me. How about that? How's that sound? Hmm. <laughs> I, 
I feel bad that I'm I'm causing trauma in your life, but I will invite you. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. You see, you see the scam that she causes the trauma and then she tries to heal it's it. Racketeering. That's Fam. what it is. That's what it is, man. <laughs> this is big farm all over again. <laughs> okay, no, no. Mm, this is this is the serious podcast. Philip. Um, thank you for sharing, Bukle. Um, I think also I, I would love to hear in terms of. Um, you seem to have wanted after the after the the revelations and the help that you've received. It seems you're also keen on helping others, uh, which would probably explain the podcast that you have. Um, what kind? What advice would you give to people um, having gone through the journey or have or having been on the journey that you're currently on? What advice are you able to give to other people uh, who are perhaps looking to take their first step on a journey of self discovery? I think the advice that I would give is that so this is something that i've experienced personally and i've also seen that somebody some people sorry like to put off the self-discovery journey or call it the healing journey or the therapy or whatever it is they like to put it off because they feel like it's inconvenient for the time of life that they're in like okay if i start opening this can of worms with regards to my trauma or this or that it's just going to derail me right now my career is like this or my relationships are like this and i don't have the time to open pandora's box and my only advice to that is that your trauma and your will knock you on your butt whether you want it to or not and i would say that you would rather it happen and you deal with these things on your own terms than them cropping up and kind of um, messing with you when you're not when you're not you know in the right headspace for that so that's what happened to me i started on my journey because i was kind of completely thrown off the course of my life. Like I was in a place where my mind and my emotions wouldn't let me continue anymore. And that was very inconvenient. Like it messed with my school, it messed with everything else. And I wish that I had just begun by myself. And even though it would have been inconvenient, I might've had to deal with certain hard emotions and this and that and the other, it would have been on my own terms. So my advice to everyone is to stop putting it off and to stop you know looking to every single distraction that you can to avoid facing yourself and facing your things and you'd rather just deal with it now because it will crop up um yeah i hope that that wasn't too doomsday and it was like, very pointed yeah, drag drag me why don't you thank you Boucher. But my advice is just well, speak to them people who feel like you people who yeah just open up and i think that that is the beginning um and th- this journey isn't like straight there's always like one step forward two steps back but you eventually progress um and it's worth it so yeah okay uh, that's very sound advice yeah thank you very much um normally at this point we, we we'd say plug your stuff but no we're not letting that happen here go check out the mirror club on <laughs> podcast you're only allowed to listen to it after you've listened to to Mental Wellness Mondays. <laughs> Where else can people get hold of you, uh, Bushley? <laughs> um, yeah, check out the Mirror Club. It's been stagnant, but then there's six episodes that I think are very helpful. So you can find it on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Chimkuyu underscore and um, the Mirror Club as well on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. Sounds good. If only you knew people who who had like an agency that produced content and could help you like keep the podcast regular. Dan, like, like if, if only, only you knew 
perhaps a pair of, of, of gentlemen who've managed to create the biggest podcast in the country to help us to like assist if only, uh, uh, you know, the thing it, is... I mean, if only these men were dedicated to helping black women, you know, I mean, just, you know, just furthering the, the, the media. Uh, it's, uh, it's just too hard to find so such people. fresh out of I luck. Can, I can understand oh, your God. frustration, Bushlem. Tough times. Oh, if only. Anyway, you know, maybe, maybe Nick and Mukudze will help, you know. To be fair... <laughs> okay, anyway, that's not for, that's not for the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, all <laughs> the... Anyway, no, Bushley, thank, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for being vulnerable. Um, it's not easy um, being open about some of these things. Um, I don't know. Wait, have we lost your audio? I think you're muted. What happened there? Am I? No. Oh, there we go. Okay. Now, now I can hear you. We couldn't hear you there. No, I think it was Zoom yeah. doing his things. I think thanks for having Zaps. Not my Zaps. My internet is just, yeah. It is what it is. Thank you so much for joining us, Wichle. And uh, thank you, Dr. Nyurai, as usual. Just a reminder, everyone, that this uh, this is a podcast by Two Broke Twimbos. You can find it just by searching for Two Broke Twimbos in any podcast app that you use. If you happen to listen to this somewhere else, please head on over to your podcast um, uh, client and just search for Two Broke Twimbos. Uh, you will find this as a weekly edition of something called Mental Wellness Mondays. It's brought to you by Bon V. You can go to twobroketwimbos.com forward slash Bon V to find out more information about a medical aid scheme that cares about your mental and physical well-being twobroketwimbles.com forward slash bon v or search for bon v b-o-n-v-i-e on uh, the facebook's french for good life and yeah and of course wired to love and thrive is dr nurai's domicile when it comes to mental health so you can find out more information about uh, the different resources available free resources might i add in many in many cases um if you just search for wired to love and thrive uh, online there we go. There we go. Wufle, thank you. It's been such an honor to see you again. I appreciate you. For having me. It was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Dr. Jai. Bye, Wufle. Bye.